Welcome to the Wellness Alchemy Podcast. I'm your host, Janelle. I'm a naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist, and the owner of Seeds of Health. I've got a special interest in the metaphysics of disease and fasting. But the Wellness Alchemy Podcast is about creating a space to discuss three of my favorite topics, health, truth, and adventure. And today on episode six, I welcome Latoya Burton to the podcast. Latoya is a really creative soul. She's got 15 years of experience in design, 10 years at the Bureau of Architecture, a part of the San Francisco Department of Public Works. She's got a Bachelor of Science degree in Environmental Design and Interiors, a Master's in Architecture from the Academy of Art University in San Francisco. And more recently, she's been delving into decluttering and organizing, space redesign, home design consultations, and creating sacred space for delving into the inner landscape via ceremony and guided visualizations. She's also a graphic designer and works with entrepreneurs who are heartfelt change makers who need assistance expressing their visual story in a creative way. I've worked a lot with Latoya over the years and I absolutely love her gifts. So today on the podcast, I talk to Latoya about how she supports people to create an intentional space, how decluttering is not just about being a minimalist, it's about having things with meaning, the tools she uses to create a space that's more meaningful, how having an intention makes an impact with your space, how decluttering impacts our environment, and how Latoya's ceremonies and her intention have benefited her own journey. Let's dive in. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Latoya. Thank you for having me, Janelle. (laughs) So let's kick off with how you support individuals to create an intentional space around them and a little bit about your process when you work with clients. Uh, So I support people through design, decor and decluttering. And I've also begun to help people uh, through creating sacred space to explore emotions in a compassionate way. And my process usually starts with asking you what you want to achieve in our time together and uh, to give me a few words that describe the type of home or life you're seeking to cultivate. And, And this gives us guidelines that we can refer back to throughout the process. And whether it's in regards to letting something go or bringing something new into your space. And the next steps are really customized for an individual's needs. And I draw on my background as an interior designer um, when it comes to technical decisions and my personal experience with decluttering. And I balance that with my intuition. And in more recent training and ceremony, I hold space for people to connect with their emotions and create space on that level. And sometimes those changes um, affect changes you want to make in your home and vice versa. Uh, But a big part of the work I do and what I really love is the hands-on get into the space and move things around. And whether it's rearranging a living room to make it more functional or decluttering a kitchen, whatever it might be. Um, I find that when people can start to see the change 
in their home, uh, it creates a momentum and they feel the difference. And when we work through it together, they gain a confidence to continue to do those changes or updates on their own once our time together is complete. And I really take your lead in regards to the look or style of the space. And it's really my desire to help each person find a space that reflects them rather than steering them towards the latest trend or, um, you know, what someone else says your house should look like. Uh, and I'm also really all about experimenting with um, what can happen. So let's try this. Does this go together? I can visualize all of that in my head, but why don't we actually physically move the objects around and try patterns together. And yeah, I really enjoy that process. Mm. And I think it's nice to um, have your guidance when you're experimenting. I think it allows individuals to um, test it for themselves, but know that your professional skills are on hand during the consultation rather than you directing and potentially disempowering them. It allows them to be involved in the process by you opening up that space of, well, maybe that will work. Um, that's a really beautiful thing. I also wanted to comment on what you just shared then about momentum. Um, so I first did a workshop with you, um, which gave me a broad overview of your philosophy and really inspired me to go home and categorize things and work out, you know, what to keep, what to give away, what was the maybe pile, um, and the workshop was really in depth and I felt like I left with this inspirational toolkit of, oh my gosh, I want to start today. Um, and then following that workshop, I approached you to, um, come to the beach house I was living in at the time and, um, help uh, reorganize the space because it wasn't working energetically I felt it was a beautiful home but certain rooms felt um, like something was missing I couldn't put my finger on it which is exactly why I reached out to you and it was a really fun process because um, it wasn't all about um, culling and minimizing it was very much about trying to keep me and my um, feel in the zone or in the space but um, with your guidance perhaps just um, uh, maybe make the energy flow a little better in the space yeah so um you touched on this briefly just then, but how do you feel having an intention impacts a session with you? Um, usually people like yourself reach out when they're ready for a change. And like you mentioned, you already know on some level what you're seeking, but you need some guidance and some support along the way. And I find that I tend to work with people in transition and they're seeking to do something new in their life or their circumstances have changed and and they need their space to adjust as well. Um, even if, if they're not fully clear when we start collaborating, they gain a lot of clarity through the process. And once their intentions do begin to be revealed, 
then I can provide more directed support and, and advice to on how to make their space really work for them. Mm, once you know which direction you're both headed in, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you used to work um, for the San Francisco Council um, designing public spaces. And I guess I'm curious what got you into working with individuals and feeling so passionate about making their personal space beautiful, both physically and energetically. Mm. Well, um, I always had a desire to help communities um, to thrive, especially when I was studying design back in school. And I believe that design can be a catalyst for social change if, if it's used to create spaces that really support the users. And I also feel that access to design professionals should be open to all people. And if, if we could learn these design principles as everyday people, then we could begin to see solutions to a range of problems. Um, we could see things in new ways. And um, so I was doing that on a community level, but then I moved to Australia and my focus shift shifted um, to my own family. And then I started to look at how I could work with individuals. And I, um, I helped friends and family as well with things like choosing colors for their home and artwork and furniture. And I just saw how it really shifted their outlook and comfort in their own homes and the smiles that it put on people's faces when they were like, ah, this is my home, (laughs) you know? Mm. And, um, and I just looked at how I really enjoyed working one-on-one with individuals. And when I look back, I feel like, um, it all starts at home with the individual and then that carries out into the larger community. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Okay. Um, so I've recently been, um, well, actually since your workshop, I've been on a mission to simplify and declutter. And I think to some degree I'd possibly started it prior to that, but I had your guidance mixed with, um, a little golden nugget from Marie Kondo about keeping things that only feel joyful and collectively those two pieces of the puzzle have helped me to cull and simplify layer by layer over the years and then at the beginning of this year I moved from my farmhouse and um, put everything in storage and started doing six months of house sitting And I recently, probably two weeks ago, um, was, I came back to Cairns and was culling my storage shed yet again, because I'd been away and I'd reassessed what I really wanted. Um, I'm moving into a tiny home, so I've got a clearer vision of what I can and can't keep and what I actually want to keep. So all of that decluttering bit by bit has massively impacted my internal environment in a positive way because it feels um, like there's more space for new things to come in. There's also just more space, more breathing space, more peacefulness. But I wanted to hear from you, from your professional and and personal opinion, um, how do you feel decluttering or simplifying a space impacts our internal environment? Um. Well, I feel like everything is energy um, and 
So the way we work in the world is we are playing with energy and moving it and shifting it. And so if your mind feels cluttered, then if you clear your space, then um, it can have a effect on on how you feel and I would often feel the urge to clean my space when I needed to study or get something done and so I just did that naturally and then I saw later how that really connected to the interior work that I was doing and how I could share that with others and yeah like you spoke of you once you start moving this energy in your space, um, it really lightens your load. And so I just feel mm. like they're, they're reciprocal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you and your family have been traveling around Australia in a bus for the last almost three years. Yes. Um, how do you create a beautiful space with only a certain amount of space and three humans in it. How have you used your skills in that environment? Mm. Um, I'll say it's a process (laughs) (laughs) and it's uh, ongoing. So um, first we had to downsize from a house that we were in that was much larger than we were looking for to begin with, but we ended up in there for two years so we um, even though we were very intentional about what we brought into our home when it came to narrowing it down to move into a bus um, we had to get rid of uh, much more than I anticipated and uh, I had words for myself um, that helped me to decide okay uh, do I love this Uh, do is this practical Um, is this uh, yeah? Is this fun? Uh, these were some of the things that I was looking at, and um, so really, I had to work with the space that we had and um, decide how to fit those those things in. Um, but what I found was I, I was really, really thoughtful about what we put in there. But even the first day when we got in, I had a bunch of decorations that I thought, oh, these are really beautiful and lovely, you know. Uh, and I asked my husband to drive straight to the op shop and drop them off because as I started to put one up, it just already felt too much. Whereas in our mm. home and the bigger house, um, it had room around it and it worked but I find on the bus we need even less because the experiences are really um, what have the most impact on our everyday lives and what's in the bus is really um, functional and things we love and uh, but on an even even smaller scale yeah mm, and I guess it does yeah and I guess the external environment because you're so close to it and it's ever-changing in itself is either, I guess, a decoration or integration of your internal environment. No, you, like you're looking out the window and that, yes. in a way, is your backdrop or your uh, – it's, it's so much a part of your internal environment. Yes. 
Yeah, and it's constantly changing because yeah. we move around so much that um, nothing is stagnant. And mm. yes, nature uh, becomes our decoration, like mm. you said. And um, yeah, we still have toys and we still have lots of books and things like that, but we rotate them more frequently. And I still use concepts of, um, like I'll put some of my son's toys away for a little bit of time and then he can focus on just a few things in front of him and then a few months later we switch them out or um, mm. or we let go of things but yeah it's just a continual process of what what feels good in mm. this little space mm. yeah. I like that idea of putting things away and using what's in front of you because then in a way I guess the environment feels somewhat changeable mm. um, so you can't get bored with the the same same it's just that it it's um nothing's really changing of what's housed in the bus it's more just you compartmentalizing perhaps or making different things visible yeah um that would be mostly probably with my son's things and then okay. with the other things we are constantly letting go clothes are changing uh utensils for the most part we went down to our basic things like the uh, um just our three plates and one set of utensils for everybody and sometimes people give us things or we see something and then I look through okay <laughs> let this go because there's just no space for mm. these extra <laughs> things and another thing that we found along the way um, well we left with a certain intention um, of how we were going to use our space but then as we actually did it we saw that we needed different things so um at first I thought I wanted my clothes stored in a certain way but as we went I realized actually I wanted more food long-term food storage which I didn't need when I was in um, one place because we could go to the shop when we needed to mm. but with uh, being on the bus sometimes we might go out somewhere that's much more remote and so clothes space turned into food yeah. <laughs> pantry and know. I guess that can be transferred into the home obviously yeah. working out what your priorities are and what's functional within the space and I, I wanted to add um, the last time we were speaking you spoke about how um, the decluttering process is not necessarily about being a minimalist mm -hmm. and I like that about your your skill set and your intuition you bring a lot of heart to the space and it never feels cold it's not about necessarily having less it's about possibly and I would love your input on this it's about possibly having things that have more meaning yeah. in the space could you speak to that yeah it's definitely about how it feels um, when it comes down to it um, if a decision needs to be made I really suggest you look at how does this make you feel? You know, like I mentioned a moment ago, I had a, a, a set of decorations that I thought were going to be lovely on the bus. But when I looked at them, it gave me like, oh, <laughs> you know, this Heart feeling. palpitations yeah. of clutteredness. <laughs> Where are we going to put these things, you know? And it felt better to drop that at the op shop and let somebody else enjoy those than to 
force them into this new space, you mm. know. And I had experienced my joy with those items already, and um, so it was okay to let them go. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So aside from hiring you to um, support an individual to reorganize and jazz up or calm or um, make intentional their space, what could an individual do at home to get started on um, creating a space that's perhaps more pleasant to be in or more meaningful? Mm. Um, One thing that I always suggest is to um, choose um, three words that help you, well, three words about how you want your space to feel. Um, how you want to feel and those three words you can reference every time you make a decision Um, another suggestion is to sit in each of your rooms and really just be in that space not moving through it find a seat and just really take time in there so what does it feel like is there something that's always um on your mind like oh I really should replace that lamp or you know or um, maybe that's where you start the one things that really jump out at you do that one thing or um, sort through one drawer just take it um, small steps and uh, you'll probably find that you have this energy to do more after Mm, you start the momentum you spoke about yeah yeah I liked how you um, changed the wording just then where you said three things or three ways you want the space to feel or three words that relate to how you want to feel. They're Mm. quite different. Mm. And perhaps one angle works better than another for an individual depending on what's going on for them. Yeah. It might be sometimes easier to look at how you want your space to feel but ultimately... It's how you want to feel. Within the space, space. yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm, Awesome. Um, You have spoken a little bit about the sacred spaces um, with me and I have um, been a part of one of your full moon circles. One of the women's circles. It was a full moon, yeah. Um, And I know that's something that really lights you up and that you'd like to start weaving more into your your world, your practice. Um, Would you like to shed any light on how you hold them or what your intention, your bigger intention is with them? Yeah, um, so I've been practicing holding ceremony um, and it's just another facet of creating space Hmm. Um, and these ceremonies often fall around full moon but they can really occur at any time Um, it's a process of sitting with your emotions and um, and understanding this internal space um, on another level and it's really about um, being compassionate with whatever is coming up for you and mm. yeah just creating this safe space to work through or just be with whatever you're feeling mm, beautiful and that can be online or um, in person can't it as you move around you 
have held them in person and you also offer them online is that correct yes yeah uh, either over the phone or in person mm, yeah. nice awesome thank you for sharing your wisdom around space with us today um is there anything else you wanted to add as we wrap up the episode no i think um yeah just really when you're looking at your space just um look at what makes you feel good and through the process you'll begin to create a space that you really love being in and it'll um it'll make changes in your exterior life (laughs) as you make these interior changes Mm, and vice versa I agree with you yeah and I'll be popping in the show notes how people can reach you um you've got a website yep and are there any other platforms instagram yep um my website's probably the best way to reach me uh, Mm. latoyaburton.com and send me an email Mm. and um yeah i'd love to chat to anybody that's just interested in um creating space in any of those ways Mm. and i've just remembered before we wrap up the um embrace um, newsletter that you are offering yeah. um, could you share a little bit about that because that's another way that people can tap into your wisdom oh yes yeah. so um, there's also a journaling process that um, correlates to all these ideas about design decor decluttering and sitting with your emotions um, And I've pulled them together in a journaling process uh, that I call interior alchemy. And I have, there's seven parts to it, but the embrace portion is um, what's available now. And it's an email series that comes out and prompts you to do journaling and it helps you process whatever your whatever's coming up for you now and there is, are some elements about how you can adjust your space around that as well mm. yeah. which would weave beautifully into someone who's wanting to rearrange their physical space if they entwine those journal prompts to get clearer on the internal alchemy at present perhaps <laughs> yes yeah. yeah nice thank you Latoya for coming on the podcast oh you're welcome thank you for having me Janelle Thanks for tuning in to the Wellness Alchemy podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast to help spread inspiration and conversation beyond the Seeds of Health corner of the globe. Until next time, bye for now.